Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I am Chris Ferdinandi. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I wanted to talk about polyfills. Again, I think I've talked about this before, but um, today I wanted to talk about what they are, why I love them, and something I haven't really talked about before, how to actually write your own, um, because this is something I think comes up uh, a fair bit with folks. They kind of want to know more about it um, and how it actually works. So we'll get into that a little bit too. Um, just a couple of quick things first uh, with all of the coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff going on right now. Um, if you are um, working from home and this is a new thing for you and you're maybe feeling a little bit um, isolated, even if you're used to working from home, like I've worked remotely for um, almost a decade now, but not being able to like go out during the day or nights and weekends is really, um, I think, kind of starting to um, bum me out a little bit too. So if that's you and you're kind of yearning for a little bit more social contact, um, head over to vanillajsprepschool.com. I'm doing these free live coding sessions where I build vanilla.js projects in real time and you can ask questions and talk to some of the other people there. Um, so, you know, if you're just looking for kind of a little bit something to interact with folks, that might be um, a good resource for you. Um, Similarly, if you have found yourself um, out of work because of this situation and you're trying to kind of find new employment and you're a little bit stuck, I actually used to work in human resources and my job in HR was to help uh, software engineers um, and tech professionals figure out what they wanted to do next in their career and get new jobs. And so I put together a career guide based on some of my insider knowledge and how this all works. Um, so if you want a copy of that, you can grab it completely free. Head over to gomakethings.com slash career guide. I'm going to drop uh, links to both of those down in the show notes um, so you don't have to remember that. And um, finally, if you're in a bad spot right now, um, I've put together a discount code, 50% off Every single one of my um, my career guides and bundles, um, that's also probably going to apply to the Vanilla JS Academy whenever I open up a new session of that. Um, so that code is economy. You can use it at checkout to get 50% off all of my stuff. Now, if you're doing okay right now, I'd be really grateful if you paid full price just to help me keep my business going. But please don't hesitate to use this discount if you need it. It is there. I want you to take advantage of it um, if you find yourself in, in kind of a bad way right now. So don't feel bad about using it. Um, but if you can pay full price, I'd be really grateful. Um, so uh, with that in mind, let's dig into today's episode. So first, polyfills. What are they? Polyfills are snippets of code that add support for JavaScript methods and APIs and sometimes other things too, like native HTML elements um, uh, to browsers that don't natively support them. So you have a, a new JavaScript method. You want that to work in older browsers where that method doesn't exist. Um, let's say like IE9 or IE11. A polyfill will add that support to that older browser. Um, so you can use the new method and it will still work in the older browser that just doesn't natively have support for that out of the box. They rock because you can use modern JavaScript methods without needing a build step. So, um, or like a library or framework. So, um, you know, this is one of the reasons why jQuery and, um, and things like uh, underscores and Lodash got so popular is they made stuff that used to be really hard in older browsers easier. Um, and then a lot of folks switched over to writing native JavaScript and then running it through something like Babel um, to kind of compile it 
into backwards compatible code. So any of this new stuff would get converted, you know, so an array for each loop would get converted into an old school for loop, for example. Um, that to me sucks for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, you need to run a build step. I absolutely hate doing that. If I can avoid it, um, I like to. Uh, but the second thing is you're penalizing modern browsers to support older browsers. So, um, you know, a lot of modern browsers are optimized around newer methods. Um, the newer methods are often fewer lines of code. They can oftentimes actually run more performantly than their older counterparts, which is something that surprised me quite a bit. Um, and uh, so using polyfills allows you to penalize the older browsers instead of the newer ones. So the older browsers still get supported, but you're incentivizing people to upgrade if they can. Um, and you're rewarding people for using the latest browsers. And to me, that's just a really nice way to approach it. Um, ideally, over time, as browser support improves, you can actually remove the code that you don't need. So you can start to rip out those polyfills when they're no longer needed. Um, so as newer browsers come out, fewer people are using IE 9, 10, 11, you can rip out polyfills that are there just for those browsers. Um, as, you know, as people move into these kind of evergreen um, automatically updating kind of browsers. Um, and you actually, um, like for a while I was kind of manually including polyfills in my stuff for the methods that I needed. But, um, these days I completely automate this to a service like polyfill.io, which I will also drop a link to in the show notes. Uh, and so the way this works is you add polyfill.io on your website, um, as, uh, the source of a, a script element, uh, just like you would any other JavaScript file. And it detects what browser the user is visiting from. And then the JavaScript file you get back contains only the polyfills that are needed for that browser. So if you're on the latest versions of Chrome, Firefox, Microsoft Edge, you're going to get back absolutely nothing. If you're on Internet Explorer 8, you're going to get about 15 kilobytes of minified and gzipped code back. Now, that is still, like even on those older browsers, that is half the size of jQuery, Lodash, underscores, React, Vue. Um, you know, it is, it is really tiny on an old browser. Newer browsers are going to get back way less than that. And you don't have to think about it. You just include the file and... Browsers get back just the stuff they need. So it's a really, really awesome, um, awesome tool that I recommend. I use on pretty much every project now. Um, it's fantastic. Um, so um, one of the kind of the things I get asked about a lot with polyfills is what can and can't be polyfilled. Because a lot of stuff can be polyfilled, but not everything. And it's important to understand the distinction there because it's going to affect some of the choices you make. So... Methods and functions can be polyfilled. Basically anything that builds on top of the JavaScript object model. So any sort of function or method that goes on an object prototype. Um, so, you know, for example, um, all of the new array methods, array for each, array map, um, any sort of new objects. So um, the set object, for example, um, and all of the kind of the methods that go along with that those can be polyfilled because they're all hooking into the top level kind of JavaScript object model. The things that can't be polyfilled 
are new operators and ways of declaring or writing functions, strings, and so on. So for example, you cannot polyfill let and const, arrow functions, template literals. These things all introduce new ways of writing code within the construct of JavaScript. So where, um, you know, the array map function is creating a new method that hooks into an existing object, let and const are fundamentally changing the way you would normally declare a variable. Arrow functions change the, the, the fundamental way that you write a function. Template literals change the fundamental way that you write a string. And so they can't be polyfilled because there's no hook you can use in an older browser to add that functionality in. The JavaScript file is going to error before that stuff ever kind of works. There's just no way to do it. Um, and so for those kind of things, you would need a transpiler like Babel to convert them back into an older way of, um, of doing things. So how do polyfills actually work? Like what does writing a polyfill look like? Um, let's take the string prototype includes method, which I wrote about um, just uh, like a week ago, and I'll, I'll drop a link to that in the, in the show notes. So um, the, the, the includes method, you attach it on a string, and you pass in a substring that you want to look for in that string, and it will return a true false value if it finds that string or not. Um, so if that substring exists, it will return true. If it doesn't, it will return false. And um, the way you can polyfill this method, for example, um, is the first thing you would do is you would check to see if the string prototype object already has includes on it as a function. So you would go if um, string.prototype.includes. And so if that statement is true, then the method already exists and you don't need to polyfill it. So what you would do then is in your if statement, you would prefix that with the bang, the exclamation point, um, to make it into a, a negative. So you would, you would say if bang string.prototype.includes. So if there is no string prototype includes method, and you go your curly brackets. And don't worry, I'm gonna drop, um, drop a link to a gist with uh, these code samples in it into the show notes as well, so you can take a look at that. Um, but so if that function doesn't exist, you want to create it. So you would then, inside those curly braces, write string.prototype.includes equals, and then you would create a new function. Um, so function, parentheses, and then you'd have your arguments on there. Includes actually accepts two of them. The first is the substring you want to search for. And then the second is the position where you want to start searching. And I'll talk about that in just a second. Um, and so now you, you have now created this, this function. And you need to make it behave the way the native one does. Um, one of the really nice things about the includes function is that um, uh, it... It creates a shorthand for an older way of doing this, which is um, string index of. So index of returns the index of a substring within a string. And if it can't find it, it returns negative one instead. So we can use index of to do the search and just make sure that it's returning some number higher than negative one. Um, and whatever that value is, if, you know, if, it, if, it is, if it does, we return true. If it doesn't, we return false. So inside that function that you've created, you would write return, and we want to hook into 
the string that this prototype is referencing. So this is one of those situations where you would need to use the keyword this, which I normally hate, but when working with prototypes, it's the way you gotta do it. So we would go return this dot index of, and then you pass whatever that search substring was in as the argument. Um, and then you go greater than negative one. So this is going to check if the index of method called on the string you're using for this method, um, if, if that index of value is greater than negative one. And that's going to replicate the same behavior that includes gives you. Um, we also, uh, you know, we, we need to handle that second argument, the position piece. Um, so, you know, in this instance, um, we, would, we would add position as an argument. And then inside the function, because it's an optional argument, we would say, um, you know, if position doesn't exist, position equals zero. Um, so we're going to start at the very beginning. And then you would pass that in as an argument on index of as well, because index of also accepts that argument. Um, and, you know, one of the other questions I get asked a lot about polyfills is like, so you've written this thing, where do you put it in your code? You want to put it at the very beginning before any of your other JavaScript runs so that um, any of that code that depends on these polyfills in certain browsers already has those polyfills available. Um, you know, looking at another example, um, let's say the array uh, prototype find method. Um, uh, there are a couple of ways I could do this, actually. Um, so one of them, I, in either example, I want to say if array prototype find doesn't exist. That's that's how I'm going to start this out. I want to make sure the native method doesn't already exist. And if it does, I'm not going to do anything because I'm not going to polyfill a method that already exists. Um, if I, let's say, only cared about IE9 support um, and above. So array prototype find doesn't work in IE. Um, but there are some other array methods that do that we can use to replicate this behavior. Um, and one of those is filter. So the array find method will find the first matching item and return in an array and return its value. So I am going to um, I'm going to say array prototype find equals function, and the find method accepts a callback um, function, and that callback function accepts the same exact arguments as the callback function in array filter, which gets you a new array with only items that match certain criteria. So it uses a very similar structure, but array find returns the first matching item and array filter gives you a new array with all matching items. So we can kind of build on top of that. Um, so I'm going to say, um, I'm gonna create a new variable, matches, and I'm gonna set it to um, whatever, uh, calling the filter method on this array equals. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the filter method to get back um, uh, all of the items that match the criteria. And then if there are any items in that array, so as long as its length is greater than zero, I'm going to return the first matching item from that array. So I can go matches zero. Otherwise, I'm gonna return undefined. Um, and that would give me a really shorthand way of doing this in IE9 and above. If I wanted to go all the way back to IE6, I could instead use an old school for loop, looping over, um, looping over the array and um, passing in um, some arguments into that callback function that they passed in. And if, um, you know, if the callback returns true, I go ahead and return that item. 
Um, otherwise, when the loop is done, I could return undefined. And again, I'll drop a link to kind of some code samples in the in the show notes so you can kind of see what this is about. It's really weird to talk about code in a podcast when you can't see it right in front of you. So sorry about that. But um, that's kind of the, the overview of how you actually go about writing a polyfill. And there are a lot of a lot of them available on the web. Some of them are better than others. Um, some of them have errors. Some of them aren't written well. Um, I sometimes like to write my own just because it gives you a better understanding of how the function actually works under the hood. And it's kind of a fun learning exercise. Um, but it's also useful to just understand how they work. Um, so anyways, that's it for today. Um, I love polyfills. I think you should too. Um, if you're using build steps or you've kind of struggled with how to support older browsers, polyfills are a really great way to support older browsers without losing your mind. Um, so, uh, one last thing I just kind of want to remind you of before we jump. Um, if you're looking to kind of interact with some folks because you're stuck at home, go check out vanillajsprepschool.com. Um, if you are looking for new work, head over to gomakethings.com slash career guide. You can grab a free copy of my career guide. Um, if you know anybody else who is looking for work, feel free to send them that link. Um, just, you know, share that widely if you want. Um, it's oriented towards web developers, but a lot of the information in there is applicable to any profession. So, you know, if you have folks in other fields or industries that are in a bad way right now, you know, send it to them too. Um, and then, you know, finally, if you're in a bad spot right now, um, don't forget that you can get 50% off all of my, um, my, uh, pocket guides and bundles, um, uh, you know, using special, uh, discount code that I put together. Um, so, you know, don't hesitate to use that if you need it. That's it for today. I will see you next time. Cheers.